Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. The Other Side of Midnight. Local Spotlight. Good morrow, everyone. This is The Other Side of Midnight on 77 WABC. I'm Frank Morano. This probably falls into the category of things that would not have been in the news before Twitter, but which now you're going to hear about for the next 24 hours at the very least. I'm sure a lot of you were watching the uh, football games yesterday. I certainly was. And congratulations to both the Philadelphia Eagles and the Kansas City Chiefs for going to the Super Bowl. I think it's going to be a great game. I was rooting for the 49ers. I'm certainly sorry that the Eagles won. I'm even sorrier that the Eagles eliminated the New York football giants last weekend. But I don't see anything wrong with what occurred at the Empire State Building yesterday. If you haven't heard about this, lucky you. But Twitter erupted. Even city agencies like the Department of Sanitation and the Department of Buildings getting in on the act. Twitter erupted. People were going crazy because they bathed the Empire State Building in Eagles colors. I think it was green and white. And folks were saying, oh, this is the giant city. This is our town. You can't be doing this to our building. And as I was driving in, I was expecting to see the Eagles colors. And in this commentary, I was going to say something to the effect of, well, if they're going to do it for the Eagles colors, they could at least do it for the Chiefs colors. Lo and behold, I'm driving in last night. Around 10, 30, 11 o'clock, the Empire State Building was bathed in the Chiefs colors, red and yellow. So they did it for both teams. And for people that get upset about this kind of a thing because the Eagles eliminated the Giants, come on. First of all, the Giants are now very much a New Jersey football team. Second, don't be a sore loser. The Eagles and the Chiefs are going to the Super Bowl. There's nothing wrong with the Empire State Building showcasing their colors for a few hours each. Get over it. Beam me up. To be continued. The Other Side of Midnight. Local Spotlight. Good morning, everyone. This is The Other Side of Midnight on 77 WABC. We once did a segment on the radio, it's a while back now, asking people what was the very first website that you went to when you go online. Other than social media and other than email, what is the first website you check every single time that you go online? And for me, my answer was Ballot Access News. I love Ballot Access News, and it's a little bit of a wonky publication. It's really only of interest if you're super involved in politics or super into the weeds on ballot access issues. It's not for the general readership, but the editor of this website, Richard Winger, does such a great job, and he is the greatest authority when it comes to ballot access in the entire country, bar none. And he brought up an issue in the January edition of Ballot Access News that I haven't heard anyone mention with respect to 
New York and the Democratic Party and how poorly they did. In 2020, New York vastly increased ballot access requirements under the determined leadership of the former governor, Andrew Cuomo. No other state sharply increased ballot access rules in 2020 or has done so since. No New York Democratic legislator voted against the new law, nor has any Democrat since then introduced a bill to significantly ameliorate it. And lo and behold, in 2022, the Democratic Party of New York suffered the greatest decline of any state Democratic Party in the nation. And I did not make the link between the two, but I do think, as Richard Winger points out in his article that there is a connection between the Democratic slump in New York and the new ballot access restrictions that the Democrats put in. For over 50 years, for starters, the Democrats have trumpeted the message that it's the champion of voting rights. Well, when they're eviscerating voting rights, they lose a lot of that credibility. But a lot of the people didn't necessarily know about these new changes. Okay, the other thing that Winger points out is by eliminating all the third parties in New York State, all the major third parties, and making the Republicans the only major alternative to the Democratic candidates. A lot of folks, and this happened to me, I probably would have voted for a third party candidate if uh, I had one running for governor, but a lot of folks that probably would have voted for a third party candidate as a protest vote, they ended up voting for the Republican. That's precisely what happened in my case. While I'm not happy about these new ballot access rules, I think Winger makes a strong case that the Democrats are getting a taste of their own medicine here. Beam me up. To be continued. The Other Side of Midnight. Local Spotlight. For the last day or so, but especially the last couple of hours, I have had traffic deaths on my mind, in part because I was stuck in about 45 minutes on the uh, FDR drive to go one exit. I was trying to get off at 42nd Street, and I uh, was just trying to get off, and I was stuck in pretty much the same spot for 45 minutes. I was pretty ticked off because it really made me late. And then I get off the exit, and I see the vehicle at least one of the vehicles that was involved in this traffic collision and it was cut in two cut in two i don't know who was in it i don't know the magnitude of the injuries and all i could think of well thank goodness i was not in that sort of an accident all of a sudden being late doesn't seem uh, so bad meantime i read this story that was in the papers and widely reported a 23 year old woman who was thrown to her death in a drunken crash on Staten Island, was pregnant. And her boyfriend, and I know this neighborhood very well, I was uh, just there yesterday where this accident took place, and her boyfriend is now facing a manslaughter charge for this violent wreck. An expectant mother by the name of Adriana Silmataj of Great Kills, where I used to live and still live walking distance from, suffered severe body trauma after she was ejected from the Dodge Challenger when it slammed into a wall and a utility pole. And uh, we'll see what happens. And the boyfriend, as I said, has been charged. So it's just a reminder to uh, never drink and drive. And number two, just be careful driving. I realize that's not exactly a profound thought that I've had, but uh, it's something that I'm painfully reminded of. Some police friends of mine have said that uh, this has gotten worse since bail reform because you have a lot of people that would otherwise be locked up who are out drinking and driving. I don't know if that's true. I haven't seen statistics to back that up, but I have heard that from cop friends of mine. Be careful driving, especially if you're drowsy. If you've had a couple, take an Uber. To be continued. The Other Side of Midnight. 77. 
I tell you, by now, I'm sure you've heard about it, this feud between Sid Rosenberg and Chris Cuomo. I find it pretty funny, actually, and it's given publicity to both of them, and it's relatively harmless publicity, so why not? What's the harm? Obviously, if you haven't read about it, there's a big article in Cindy Adams' column today in the New York Post chronicling the history of the Chris Cuomo-Sid Rosenberg feud. But it was interesting, Curtis was on with Sid on Friday, and he was talking about an interview. First of all, Curtis was claiming to have given... Chris Cuomo, the nickname Fredo, that's not accurate. Chris Cuomo gave himself that nickname. But he was given the history of that interview he did with Chris Cuomo, where Chris calls himself Fredo. This is what Curtis said. Now, now, did you set it up by saying anything, or you just called him Fredo out of the blue? Did you say, you know, it's repetition? Cuomo Nostra. I call him Cuomo Nostra. I like that. I like that's brilliant. That's like Cuomo yeah. Nostra, like, right? You know, because they object. Uh, they even they won't acknowledge organized crime, right? Cuomo Nostra. Yeah. Uh, and then, obviously, I call him Fredo, and he was laughing at that. Now, what do you think about this bare-knuckle boxing match between Sid and... Oh, come on. What do you come think? on. It's a pretty boy. Fredo? He lives out, what, in Southampton there? <laughs> are you kidding? <laughs> these guys are not tough guys. You what do you mean, these guys? You pluralize that. That means oh, me well, and Chris? Well, no, no. Because, think... you know, Andrew. Andrew evilized Como, King Como the second, the son no. of Mario Fachabruta Como, King Como the first. <laughs> I, I'd be more than happy we could have, like, a double header. I'll get in with Andrew, because he's bigger than Chris, and right. I'm bigger than you, Sid. Right. And the only thing is, um, Andrew would have to take those nipple rings out, you oh, know, with right. the, the Cuomo right sexuals. That's the first move. Right, exactly. Right Hit him right there. Yeah. Bang. Now, I usually don't get upset with the things Curtis says, but this is one area, and I spoke to him off air about this, where I do have to take umbrage with him. You know who came up with Cuomo Nostra? Me. I did. And the context was that David Patterson, who was the governor at the time, accused Andrew Cuomo of being in the candidate protection program. Curtis asked him if that was true and if this was an example of Cuomo Nostra. That was a question that I wrote, a concept that I termed. How about a little credit here, Curtis? Beam me up. To be continued.